It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome to a special mini-series of Daily Thunder. Hi, this is Nathan. We are covering 20 of the most memorable and impactful scriptures from the past 10 years of Ellerslie. Since the Ellerslie team will be traveling much of this month, we will not be meeting live in the chapel for Daily Thunder except for the Sunday messages starting at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We'll be launching a brand new season of Daily Thunders on January 4th, 2021 with a brand new format. And Eric and I and the team are beyond excited for what is coming. And if you've enjoyed this series of our top 20 memorable and impactful scriptures, consider downloading our full list of the top 50 scriptures that have impacted Ellerslie from these first 10 years by visiting ellerslie.com forward slash daily. Now, here is Eric for today's episode. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Daily Thunder. Oh, we're closing out the year 2020. What a year. Uh, Sandy, can you think of a year that has been more unusual than this? I mean, you've lived longer than me, right? Has there ever been a year that has been more unusual than 2020? And we, got, we, we were all privileged to live through it. Isn't that amazing? We can tell uh, our great-great-grandchildren that, no, I was alive during 2020. And, uh, but, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting that uh, our world's woes and troubles will fade when 2021 arrives, but it's very, very important for us to recognize 2020 was a gift to the church of Jesus Christ, and I want it to continue in 2021 to be a gift to the church of Jesus Christ. We are being stirred and awakened. Why? Difficulty. There's nothing quite like difficulty to get us up off our spiritual duff. This is precisely what we need. And so I want every one of us to agree as we go into 2021, we're not the ones wishing for everything to be easy. We are the ones desiring and craving that the church would be revived and that the world would be stirred towards truth once again. Let's go after a great harvest in 2021. And by the way, if there's a great harvest that's being brought in, we have great difficulty. I'm just gonna tell you up front. You see, when the truth of God begins to usher forth into this world, the enemy doesn't like it. And so as a result, as I've oftentimes said this, if the church is strengthened and revived and begins to proclaim with hearty conviction the gospel of Jesus Christ the way Paul preached it, then one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to erect crosses and crucify us on them, or there's going to be worldwide revival. So we need to be ready for both, but what we're doing is we're going after the big stuff. So as we do that, I, I think the scripture that we're going to cover today, and by the way, if you're just uh, tuning into Daily Thunder, this is your first episode, we're going through a mini-series in the month of December where we have picked out 20 of the pithiest scriptures in the last 10 years that have impacted our ministry. And we're just sort of going back and forth, Nathan, then I, Nathan, 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 me, me. You know, and that type of thing is we're going through this and just sort of celebrating the scriptures, what God has given us. And it's very personal to us. And this is a good one, guys. Uh, now, most of us are familiar with 1 Corinthians 13, and it starts with love. And 
that, that's, a, that's a very critical concept in the book of 1 Corinthians, but what we fail to oftentimes see is what is right before it. 1 Corinthians 12, 31. This is the very last scripture in chapter 12, right before we get to what most people call the love chapter. And Paul is going to say, I show you a more excellent way. Now, the book of 1 Corinthians is actually not that pleasant of a book. I know it sounds all sweet and friendly when you get to the love chapter. However, there's a reason why Paul is giving this argument in the first place. He's dealing with a church that is a mess. They have division. They are rife with division, and they cannot agree on anything. And so you have those that are standing with Apollos, those that are standing with Peter, those that are standing with Paul, and Paul is going to make that case. There's no division in Christ. Guys, this isn't how the church functions. Now, what's interesting is if you were to study 1 Corinthians today, you would recognize that every division in the church that we have today, all of those different denominations, strangely, all seem to be back in the church in Corinth, too. That's really odd. In fact, a lot of times people will defend their denominational position with, ironically, the book of 1 Corinthians, which is a book of rebuke to the church to say, don't divide over this. <laughs> That's just one of the great ironies. But in the midst of it, Paul is going to build towards something. First of all, he's going to start with a premise that, guys, you need to ally around the right thing, which he's going to reference earlier in this book is Jesus and him crucified. And Adele Ashley will oftentimes call that the North Star. And oh, that's, that's what we all should fix our compass to. And when we do, we actually can move together. We can function together. But when we make all these other things our North Star, soteriology, eschatology, sabotology, morality, whatever it is where we have our science and our doctrinal study, which all could be accurate, but we fail to make Jesus the rallying point. We fix our compass to a different star. It's not that it's not a star created by God. It's just not the north star. And as a result, when we lose the magnetic north, we lose the church of Jesus Christ. Christ is glorified when we make him the center. And this is the only way for the church to function together. And here we have this statement. Paul builds up to this, and he's talking about these different gifts that we have that people then divide over, even gifts. And then he's going to say, but there is something that is greater than all of this. I show you a more excellent way. Now, I've already given away the spoiler that that more excellent way is love. Very specifically, you could say that more excellent way is Jesus living in you. It's Jesus but it's, it's love, it's the behavior of heaven come to this earth. You want the behavior of heaven come to this earth, it needs to live inside of you, it needs to overwhelm your life. You can't be about all of these petty things, you need to be about him. And when you're about him, suddenly, like a tuning fork, we all agree as instruments and we come together with the same tuning fork and now when we play, we're in tune together. This, this phrase, I show you a more excellent way. The word for excellent is hyperbole. And that's where we get our word hyperbole. And one of the, the mental pictures for it is, is really interesting because this word is such a grand word. It, 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 it magnifies this idea so many times over. So I always use the illustration. Imagine we were all given uh, a, a javelin and we're in competition. And so all of us that are in this room have our little chance to stand up on the stage and throw our javelin towards uh, the front door of the chapel. 
And so we get up here and, you know, we throw it and I throw it to it reaches the end of the chairs and uh, Michaela gets up here and throws it and, you know, and maybe it goes an inch past mine. I'm not happy about that, but everyone's patting her on the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nathan gets up here, throws it all the way. It almost reaches the back door and everyone is so impressed with Nathan Johnson. What, in a sense, what Paul is going to do is he's going to step up onto the stage and he's going to, he's going to say, guys, I'm going to show you a more excellent way, a hupubile way. And he's going to take his truth of love and he is going to throw it 10,000 miles. And suddenly Nathan Johnson's grand attempt at you know, barely reaching the back door is going to pale in comparison. And that is precisely the illustration that is happening here. Paul is saying, what I'm going to show you here with love is so superior, so far beyond anything you've ever seen. This is the key crux issue. The church is known by it. This is the cologne. This is the fragrance we bear. If we don't have this, what are we doing? What are we doing if we don't have love? 1 Corinthians 12, 31. I show you a more excellent way. Love. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily Monday through Friday at 8.15 a.m. And our weekend service is streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening.